And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. How to pick up a duck. Step one, find a duck. Have you found your duck? Step two, place your hand underneath the duck, palm side up, and lift the duck. Congratulations, you've now picked up a duck. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, March 28th. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory alongside me as always, Tass Mellis. Fellow Mighty Ducks. Hello, Tassie. We got our Top Shot Hot Boy, Ribbon Them Lips, Trey Kirby. hey Heyo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the breakfast, Lee Ellis. And finally... Making the magic happen over yonder, super producer. He's got his Canada sweatshirt on today. It's JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Yeah. Shout out to all the uh, Canadian soccer heads out there. Canada qualified for the World Cup. The men's team did. Yes. The women's team have done it before. How exciting is it going to be when you get to Qatar? Oh. Or that birthplace of football. <laughs> no, it's great. It is great. It's been 36 years, I think, since yeah. Canada made it. And they honestly, it always felt like they were out in the first round. So for them to right. go through, I think is great. That's pretty big. Uh, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Email in your NBA questions to no dunks at theathletic.com. We might hit the beach at some point this week. So get your cues in and get yourself an athletic subscription if you don't have one. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Still got that dollar a month deal on for up to six months for new subscribers. So take advantage of that. Okay, guys, winners and losers of the NBA weekend. Let's start with the winners. And I'm actually going to get us going here because I think it's an obvious one. I'm sure you guys would all agree. The Boston Celtics, the Beantown Boys, mm. are a big winner of the weekend because this team can't lose. Uh, they defeat the Wolves on Sunday. And with Philly losing to the Suns in a really entertaining game, I thought, on Sunday as well, Boston, they have the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. This is wild, Tass. Mm. I mean, at one point in January... In 2022, they were 18 and 21, and have since just gone on this incredible heater here. 29 and seven record since then. That's an 80 percent win percentage. First in point differential, first in defense by a landslide, third in offense since then, and they got the number one seed. And uh, I mean, it doesn't matter who they're playing. Mm. Elite teams in the East, elite teams in the West, hot teams in the West like the Wolves were, uh, one of the hotter teams since the All Star break. And they just kicked the snot out of them. Are you trying to jinx them because they got the Raptors next? Yeah, like you're sort of saying, you know, they're, they're due for a loss. Well, uh, they, I, I, you know, the Raps might catch a break tonight because Robert Williams III, he yeah. leaves that game last night or yesterday against the Wolves. He won't be playing against Toronto, and I don't think Al Horford is going to play in that one either. So, yeah, maybe the Raps catch a break. But, but that's uh, the thing with I don't know if it matters because yeah. you got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They go for 30 every night, it feels like. Now. Yeah. Uh, but they haven't got anything going wrong right now for Boston. It's almost like too good right now. They need, you know, maybe an injury, a bit of a setback because, like, they're playing so well. You know, it's, it's possible they've peaked a little bit too early here as well. But honestly, the way that they play and the way that the, everybody gets out there and contributes on both ends of the floor is super impressive. And just looking at their run home here, I think it's a very, very good chance they do hold on to this number one right. spot. For a couple of reasons. They're playing so well. But then also, Miami is in a bit of a hole right now. I don't think Philadelphia can get it. Maybe the Bucks can. But uh, Boston, I would sort of put my money on right now because they've got the heat. They've got the paces. They've got the wizards. And then they've got a couple of tough ones, Bulls, Bucks, and Grizzlies to end. But sometimes around you know those last couple of games, players tend to sort of sit out and rest. So if they can build a one or two game buffer, that might be enough for them to hold on to it for the it's, rest of the season. It's just amazing, not that they're just winning these games, but they are just hammering teams' tests. Yeah. Most of these games feel over after, you know, 16 to 20 minutes. Like, they're over in the first half. It was on Sunday. Yeah, especially everybody buying in defensively. Uh, it's, it's kind of a, a difficult thing to pick who you're going to go at on the offensive end, like the Timberwolves on, on Sunday everybody performs on the defensive end. Jason Tatum, obviously, their their offensive star, but mm-hmm. 
he's a giant on the defensive end. You would kind of think, well, we'll go at him, but he is a guy that can turn it on defensively to go along with Jalen Brown and the, and the two backcourt guys you mentioned. Uh, you know, playing behind them, I call them backcourt guys, but they're frontcourt guys. And Robert Williams and Al Horford plus Marcus Smart, that's a tough team to get through defensively. And then, yes, uh, Jason Tatum, yeah, the word heater really fits him uh, right now the last two months since they've turned it on, since they've gone from 11th to 1st. I mean, he is playing the best ball as an offensive star in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Hello. Uh, it's uh, yeah. They are just they are perfect right now. They they really are. I saw Zilla writing about the Celtics in his newsletter this morning. He just said this is what they've done against the Eastern Conference playoff teams in the last nine weeks. They beat the Heat by thirty in late January. They beat the Sixers by forty eight in front of a national TV audience. They beat the Nets three times by an average of twenty one points. They beat the Hornets twice, and then they've beat these good Western Conference teams too. Denver twice, once by 20. Memphis by 13. Warriors by 22. And then you had the Jazz by 28, and on Sunday they beat the Wolves by 22. I mean, they want the playoffs to start <laughs> yeah. now. I don't know that they they're peaking the too early. I mean, yeah. they're peaking pretty much at the perfect time right now. Yeah. We only got 12 days until the playoffs starts. They just don't want to run into the Bulls, the only team that has <laughs> a 500 record and a positive point differential against the Celtics. So I can see why, <laughs> why they would want to be very nervous about encountering the Chicago Bulls, who I thought were terrible against the best teams in the league. Nonetheless, <laughs> Celtics are now up to first in defense, and they've hit 15 or more threes in their last six games. That's like the perfect combination, especially when you throw in the fact that you've got Tatum and Brown. Tatum most especially, who can go and get his own basket anytime he needs to. Brown has really been thriving. Feels like he's just chasing Jason Tatum out there. It's like one of them's going to have 30. The other one's like, well, I better get close enough. I better have 30 as well. So, yeah, they look really good. Peyton Pritchard is shooting the ball incredibly well off the bench. He's probably their worst defender in the rotation, but if he's going to give you three threes a night, like keep playing him because uh, you need the three-point shooting. They're looking really, really good right now because they're getting performances from all their role players doing exactly what they need to do, um, and then their superstars being stars as well. So there you go. Boston takes the uh, number one spot here, at least on Monday's podcast. But let's keep it going because, again, that was an obvious one, and they've just been doing this for weeks now, steamrolling teams. Tass, who do you have for a winner of the weekend? Well, as an extension of that, just fans of Eastern Conference basketball. Aren't you excited for what this Eastern Conference playoff picture looks like? Because... It sure is wide open, and I know we kind of feel that. As talkers of basketball here going into the playoffs, we want to talk up the three, four, five seeds, but come on. Have you ever seen a top of the Eastern picture look like this this late in the season? We're on March 28th. The play-in starts yeah, 15 days from now. The top four seeds are separated by half a game. Mm. Boston, Miami, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. Uh, And it goes all the way down to the play-in tournament for me, my excitement for what's going to happen in a couple weeks because we can thank the Boston Celtics for sure for going from 11th to 1st. So they've added to the teams like Miami, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia that I mentioned to go along with those Bulls once they get Lonzo Ball back. Uh, the, The Cavs and Raptors are sort of part of that crew that could go to the Eastern Finals. And who the heck knows who goes to the NBA Finals? But All the way down, I think, to the Brooklyn Nets, uh, who are in the play-in tournament. The play-in tournament legitimately is is exciting to me because for the first time in play-in tournament history, it's only a few years old here, but I think a team from the play-in tournament can go to the NBA Finals because the Brooklyn Nets were first in the East in January. They were January 22nd. They were 29-16, so a, a legitimate chunk of the season, 45 games. They were first, and they've dropped off because of injuries, because of a lot of a lot of weird stuff happening there. But uh, they're they sit in ninth, and uh, or did they drop to eighth? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Standings. No, I think they did drop. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they've, they've dropped in ninth. Now, they've yeah. dropped in ninth. It's quite confusing. Yeah. Uh, but so they would they would need a, you know, to get through it a couple rounds of the yeah. play in tournament to get there. But I, I legitimately believe that they could get there because Kyrie obviously been cleared to play home games. They destroy the Heat on Saturday night. Absolutely absolutely destroy them in the mm-hmm. first half it wasn't this wasn't a comeback win uh, like a, a lot of heat losses have been they destroyed them in the first half now then on sunday they go uh, play charlotte and i know lee's going to talk about them in a second a back-to-back there for the nets you can make an excuse for them Kyrie's first back-to-back of the season they got in at 3 a.m apparently <laughs> uh Kyrie couldn't sleep going to play his first back-to-back they couldn't get it done there uh, <laughs> yeah that guy needs rest <laughs> yeah he does he does but uh, but legitimately i, I think <laughs> come on did he really say that <laughs> well yeah he said he couldn't sleep he was excited I think, yeah i think it was okay. his first 
home back to. I did, he did have a road back to back. But still, it's, Anyways, uh, there's yeah. no excuse. They, for it. they flew yeah. home. Whatever they lost. Yeah. That yeah. Time. Uh, but uh, but I do believe in the team. Maybe it's a. Uh, a bit of kiss of death because uh, Kyrie Irving did say this weekend when he he was asked about the extension possibility coming this offseason, he said, there's no way I'm le- leaving number seven, which is Kevin Durant. But he also said that about the Boston Celtics <laughs> when he played there. He yep. said, I ain't leaving there. Next offseason, he left. Who knows if he leaves. But uh, legitimately, this offseason or this, this postseason, I think Brooklyn can get there because of uh, how they're coming together. They still don't have Ben Simmons. But uh, when you got, have guys that can hit from deep – like him, like Kevin Durant, and like Seth Curry, who I think is really, 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 really important. Because if you look, think back to last year's playoffs when they couldn't find a bucket outside of Kevin Durant. Joe Harris, an incredible three-point shooter. If he could hit a couple buckets, uh, they go deep. I think Seth Curry is looking really, really good right now as their third score. They have to find it defensively a little bit. But but to me, I'm, I'm excited for this play-in tournament because uh, – Usually the plan tournament is oh, Pacers and Wizards. Great, one of them is going to get romped by uh, the top <laughs> the the top two seeds. But uh, but when you look at Cleveland, who has been a good 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 story all season long, and they've lost Jared Allen, which has really hurt them. They've dropped into it. Charlotte, Brooklyn, uh, and Atlanta, who was in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I think one of those teams, especially Brooklyn, can make it to the final. So I'm excited 1 through 10 for the Eastern Conference playoffs. Well, let's talk about the Hornets yeah. because they did beat Brooklyn, jumped them there in the standings, and would be hosting that game Yeah, and uh, I, if it was the second game at least. yeah. And I have to thank Tass because uh, I saw her in the dock yesterday morning. You had the Brooklyn Nets mm-hmm. as a winner. And I had the Hornets chambered. I was like, I think the Hornets could get a, a good weekend. But then they got to, well, I was like, they're going to play Brooklyn. And early on it was like, ah, I can't use the Hornets. But... That game last night was incredible because it really felt like we were getting a Kevin Durant avalanche at some point there. Uh, you know, at home again, there was a, a lot of emotion in the uh, arena there with Kyrie back. Mm-hmm. Kyrie himself didn't shoot all that well, but he had one of those little patches where he hit like three in a row, and it's like, okay, now the Nets are just going to like put this one away here. But the Hornets showed incredible resilience, and I thought Lamelo Ball. I mean, Lamelo Ball hit a couple of wild shots. Cody Martin hit an incredible <laughs> one-legged sort of clock running down basically with about a minute to go that put the game out of reach. But overall, the Hornets, who have been playing incredibly well themselves right now, won seven of eight, stood up to that real challenge and got an incredible win. And I thought Miles Pumley, who, you know, I, I've, I've sort of said, like, you can't have him Mason. as your starting... Uh, sorry, Mason, as your, uh, as your starting centre if you want to go far. But he was con- competing last night, contesting, just like giving them second chance opportunities. And that's really, I think, where the Hornets, a couple of times... You know, if the if the Nets get the ball and get down the other end, maybe they do uh, get on a roll, but they weren't able to do that. So I thought that was uh, one of the most impressive victories by the Hornets to just hang on against a team that really is trying to, you know, solidify its place there. Uh, and they had no excuses. I mean, the, the Miami game wasn't a tough game. You know, they, they, this was a blowout. So they were as rested as you can be. Um, but then it goes back to Friday night as well against the Utah Jazz. Another really impressive victory uh, by the Charlotte Hornets, and they closed this one out. And we got another two beauties from Eric Collins after Miles Bridges <laughs> hit two free throws, which was uh, which was great. And then Donovan Mitchell talked about this a few weeks ago. His late game execution was on display again in this one. He missed a bunny at the rim, which okay, you know, you yep. get there sometimes you get too open. But then he just came down and he just had that home run heave that was it hit the top of the backboard. Uh, so that's got to be again another concern here for the Jazz that. When the game gets tight, what are they going to get out of Donovan Mitchell? So far, a lot of times this season, he hasn't been all that impressive. But for um, the Hornets, offensively, I think they're up to eighth in the offensive rating in the league. Offense isn't really their problem. It's whether or not they can uh, shut teams down or slow them down. I wouldn't say they shut down the Nets last night, but I thought they defended well and the Nets missed a couple of shots that, uh, you know, you would take Kevin Durant to, to knock those down most of the time. But for a team that we thought we've really given no hope to to sort of get out of that play-in because it's it's likely going to be Brooklyn and, uh, you know, whoever, well, the Raptors. I know Cavs are in there at that right yeah. now. But they've strung together some uh, a really good streak here at the most important part, t- part of the season. If the play-in tournament started today, I think mm. you would like the Hornets' chances to get in because they would be playing in Cleveland. Now, yeah. it's not an easy game by any means, but they could beat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, on, they're playing well right now, and that would get them in, right? They would be the seventh seed there, and you'd leave the, the Nets and the Hawks to battle it out, see who wins that, to then take on mm-hmm. Cleveland in that case to have a second chance. Um, I, I would pick Charlotte over them right now. At yeah. this point, absolutely. Over the Hornets? Or, uh, or Cleveland? Cleveland. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I, I agree. The Cavs, uh, Cavs could have been 
Tough weekend, honestly, for yeah. the Cavs. <laughs> this one, the No Dunks Coalition teaming up on Saturday to kick him down into the play-in tournament <laughs> yeah. there. But, uh, yeah, the Hornets have found something out here. A little of me thinks it's kind of teams overlooking the Hornets uh, a little bit. You know, like you're saying, Lee, you know there's no defense being played in this game. Even though they did fine against the Nets, they still gave up 110. So teams surely think, we just got to try and outscore the Hornets. But the Hornets have been playing really well offensively right now. Yeah. So that's why they're able to win 7 of 8 at the perfect time, like you're saying. Play-in starts on... April 12th, I think. I mean, that is. Yeah, we are so, yeah. real close to that. That's mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks from now. There's not a lot of regular season basketball Mm-mm. left to be played until we get into the play-in games, which is the one-and-dones for some of those teams, uh, and then into the actual playoffs. Okay, Trey, what about you? Uh, NBA weekend winner, what do you got? Yeah, two minor winners, lowercase winners mm. of the weekend, okay. if you will. The Pelicans and the Spurs. This is also a stealth Lakers mm. loser of the mm. weekend yeah. since they're the only team 9-11 through 11 in the Western Conference who didn't help themselves out. Coming into everything Friday night, the Lakers were in ninth, tied with the Pelicans there. Both of them two up on the Spurs for 11th. Uh, in the West, Spurs and Pelicans played on Saturday. A nice win for the Spurs. No Ingram uh, for New Orleans. That was his 10th straight game he missed. Seven Spurs were in double digits, including 21 for Keldon Johnson. That's a name we never say on this show mm. at, at all. 15, 11, and 13 for DeJounte Murray. Spurs were all over the offensive glass in this one. They blew a lead late. Jose Alvarado had a chance to win it on uh, the last real possession for the Pelicans, but he wasn't playing against the Bulls, so it didn't happen. (laughs) The win pulled the Spurs a game behind 10th, one and a half behind 9th at the time. Pelicans followed up that close loss by beating the Lakers in a big-time comeback yesterday. Brandon Ingram was finally back after 10 games, and he was great. 26 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Just dribbling into the easiest mid-range jumpers you'll ever see. Like, that's a good game to come back for. Basically a warm-up game, but the bigger story for the Pels was Trey Murphy III. What a name for a guy who made four three-pointers in the second half. Four of six shooting, 21 points. All of them came in the second half. The Pelicans only gave up 39 points after being down 20 at the half in this one. Joel Myers even hit the <laughs> Lakers with a that's all, folks. Yeah. As they <laughs> showed Anthony it's Davis spicy. on the sideline there. He hasn't played in 27 years. So the win moved New Orleans a half game up on the Lakers into ninth in the Western Conference. The Lakers are only a game up on the Spurs for 10th right now. They play at Dallas, then they play at Utah, then they're home Friday against the Pelicans. They've got one easy game left this season. They've got the Thunder during the last week of the year. Everybody else has a better record than the Lakers at this point. LeBron also sprained his ankle against the Pelicans. He was playing incredibly well. Had 25 points in the first half. Definitely slowed down in the second half. Lakers could easily miss the play-in tournament at this point. Yeah, they played like their season was on the line yesterday. Yeah, like they, they were came calling out, it a playoff game, basically. They should have because, yeah, the rest of their schedule is just so tough. Uh, so I think they, they desperately knew that they needed this one. Yeah, Spurs can catch them after that one. Uh, unless, <laughs> unless uh, yeah, that's all, folks, comes back and helps out. But uh, it looks like he's just tending to his hair. You see, he let the fro go. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, looking like Kareem out there. Yeah, you don't see I've never seen Anthony Davis look like – just leave the fro going on, on the floor there. But, uh, ah, man, I think everybody knows. It seemed like LeBron knew in the postgame press conference. He was depressed. Obviously, his his ankle, he said, it was killing him. It as was nasty. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, – that's rough. That's I, w- rough. I was so confused. You know when you like log on to Twitter sometimes and like it'll show you old tweets, you know, like and you're like tr- you're confused certainly, like certainly. when is this tweet? Was this tweet a minute ago or is this yeah. tweet like hours ago? I saw a Tas Mellis tweet. <laughs> I had logged on. This is when the the Pelicans had come back and it, the tweet was okay Lakers. And mm. I'm like trying to decipher this task mm. tweet. I'm like what does this mean? What, mm. what, what is he talking about here? And then yeah. I and then I did a little research like oh he was tweeting it at the start of the game, when the Lakers jumped off to like a you know ten zero start or something like that, yeah, it was actually supposed to be okay fakers, but I got <laughs> type I got, yourself, right? No, well, I got auto corrected. <laughs> oh, damn, Ooh, wow. got me, got me. Yeah, no, nice that, save. <laughs> it looked it looked like they were they were gonna win right, that game right. until until the Pelicans put it together the last few minutes. But yeah, Trey Murphy was huge. You'd say you talk about guys that we don't mention on this show. Trey Murphy is a part of that rookie class. That, that was my dark horse rookie of the year pick. I remember wow. Trey Murphy the third, super dark horse <laughs> yeah. pick. I remember, yeah, uh, because he hasn't he hasn't had a lot of great games, but yeah. they, he's come on the last few weeks, and uh, yeah, he can hit shots. He had that dunk last week. Uh, he looks like a player. Uh, yeah, I guess they've they've kind of slowly brought him along, but he's had some monster. 
I mean, monster is a strong word, but he's had a 32-point game and that 21-point game this weekend, uh, this month. He hasn't had uh, big scoring games. I think he's had three double-digit scoring games this entire season. Uh, but he can shoot it, for sure. So, mini seventh right now. Clippers, of course, still in eighth. Then the Pelicans ahead of the Lakers, ninth, tenth. They would play in that play-in game. But the Spurs right there. Do you want L.A. to be in this, Lee, or would you almost like prefer it be San Antonio I guess over no I, I would, want LeBron still in it. Yeah. I would love the Pelicans yeah. to have a chance to knock the Lakers out and Ooh, I think that oh, they'll be beat the Lakers Brandon Ingram <laughs> yeah. love that yeah. yeah I mean that's a thing considering ev- everything that's happened uh, I think the Pelicans would love that it, it was a fun game uh, in the end Antonio Daniels last night I mean he basically got away from just being a, a, a color guy to just like I'm cheerleading here yeah go on Valentinus take him take <laughs> yeah. him I told you I told you <laughs> he's definitely different on oh, the call yeah. I don't want to oh, say yeah. it too but it's like we used to be like you've got to be a bit more objective now it's like you know what can lean into it it's fine um i thought it was just great because he could sort of sense like we can we can do this you know they they weren't perfect but they were able to just do it and then the lakers there was a time where carmelo got a wide open three and both him and joel like how can you lose him you know they were just like we can win this game right we need to be better but then ingram for a guy who has missed 10 games that was like great yeah, just step into that mid-ranger. <laughs> yeah, there's a you, bunch of 15-footers. And you're just waiting mm-hmm. to see the, 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 the change from the defensive right, mindset. Right. Of like Someone's got to at least get there and, and stop him or, or see it coming, see it unfolding, but they, they didn't do that. So, uh, yeah, it was crazy. A couple other uh, winners of the weekend. The Grizzlies continuing to impress without John Morant. Uh, <gasps> they just destroyed the Bucks. Uh, yeah, you gave me a... <laughs> so yeah. talk about it here. It's amazing. Well, there was no Drew Holiday, yeah. but when Giannis is there, there's no... like yeah. yeah. Uh, and this was a, a rout from the start, too. Uh, they, they really did blow them out. And uh, this is really so impressive by Memphis because when we... Uh, when was it? After the All-Star break, I said, can Memphis keep this sort of streak up and this play up? Right. But, you know, the, the, the silver lining is that they aren't so heavily reliant on Ja Morant mm-hmm. that they're like, we're just going to go out there and take care of business. And, and Giannis was into this game early as well. This wasn't like they were just cruising along. Uh, Memphis just beat them at both ends. And Jaron Jackson, uh, I don't want to give, I don't want to play my hand too early, but it's going to be tough for me to pick anyone else for Defensive Player of the Year. He was so good. He, <laughs> he was so good. Away, ben. Well, I know. He was so he, he because he's one of the few guys that I've really enjoyed watching play defense. Mm-hmm. Noah was one. I used to love watching Joakim Noah play. Uh, Kawhi, you know. Garnett, I assume. Uh, Garnett to a degree, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was fine. Yeah. Um, but was but the way... Average. No, he was a good defender. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, just, I'm just saying the way that Jaron Jackson is like, he can defend the perimeter yeah. and he can then get back into the paint. He contests shots. He blocks shots. He's uh, He's got such a strong case. It's going to be tough for uh, someone to beat me, beat him in my pick already. So you know, <laughs> I might start the awards doc now and just put my pick in there. But, yeah, uh, we got to start uh, figuring out when we're doing that. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. We're running out of time here to do all that stuff, to lock in our picks. We don't have votes, but just to lock them yeah, in. Yeah, you know? but, but I mean, that's the big thing with Memphis Grizzlies. You know, defensively, they don't have the best rating in the league, but as far as steals, blocks, deflections, hustle points, all that yeah. stuff, they all go out. If you throw the ball and it's not a direct pass, someone's getting their hands into play uh, and that's what's so good I would say the only thing bad for the Grizzlies is that uh, John Morant I think has left the MVP table Mm, because of injury of course and his team just kicking ass without him and you have the rise of Jason Tatum, like you said, Tass, and Devin Booker there for the Suns, right? I don't think he's sitting at the table. Yeah, bad longer. timing. Yeah, bad timing for John Morant that his team is so good. <laughs> right now, <laughs> while while these other great players, like, I mean, even Doncic was, was a little bit in the mix, but yeah, Booker yeah. and Tatum are definitely the guys who are squeezing into those fourth and f- fifth seats now. That being said, we need John Morant back healthy for the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I'm impressed with what Memphis is doing. It's, like, awesome to go out and destroy the Bucks. But I think they probably win one game in the playoffs if they don't have John Morant. So, I mean, we'll see who they end up matching up with. They're obviously going to be a tough out, but they're a championship contender if Jazz's still healthy. Yeah, I mean, it it is wild. Like, they're pretty clear of the Warriors at this point, so the Grizzlies are going to be the second seed. We sort of know, it's looking like we know the top three seeds in the West. That's the Suns for sure. That's the Grizzlies at two. It's still probably the Warriors, though they're not that clear, I guess, of Dallas uh, in the fourth seed. But you know they're going to be a top three or four seed. They're going to have home court advantage. And then we're figuring out still Dallas and Utah and who's going to be hosting that. And Denver, where they come into the mix. It's crazy, crazy stuff how how just everything is so jumbled up still, uh, which makes it very difficult, if we're being honest, mm. to start doing our uh, you know playoff series predictions. Who's going to win all that? We're not going to know until the final night. With like <laughs> might be every single matchup we may not know it to us. That's great. It's good. 
Yeah, we don't need to do the predictions now. Just burn the midnight candle. Well, no. <laughs> oil. <laughs> Is well, it oil or candle? Yeah, because I think yeah, you burn the candle oil. at both ends. That's, and you burn it. The that's what I did. That's what I did, Lily. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely that's right. Uh, okay, a couple other uh, just sort of random winners of the NBA weekend. Let's give a winner <laughs> to uh, YouTuber Gideon, who was getting a courtside haircut in Minnesota. And uh, yeah, for, if you're joining us here on the stream team, if you're watching on YouTube, JD's got the clip here. Right there, Lily. Mm. Love to get your take on this. Just getting. You know, it's getting clean up. Anthony Edwards <laughs> shocked. Now this was the Wolves were just uh, rolling in this game. What do you think? Would you do this? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really like wearing that. Like what's the the smock there? You know, while I'm at a, an arena. Uh, <laughs> what? Okay. You know, Why? Because you want to have a drink and. and well, some stuff of them like, have a where you can put your hands. Yeah, through, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I'd feel all that comfortable there. You know, okay. You know, because you kind of got to keep your head still when you're at the hairdresser too, and you know, if you're looking around uh, watching the game, right? But right. you know, okay. You got to pay for the seat. You got to pay for your seat, the courtside seat. Right. Do you have to pay for the seat directly behind for your right. burger? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it wasn't sitting next to him because I think yeah. every seat was full. Also, like, if that's the case, complete waste of money because that was not a complicated haircut. Yeah. The guy was bald. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he just, could have just brought a razor. I think it was just solely for the bit. Uh, yeah. And it worked. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'm leaning more towards loser of the weekend personally, <laughs> but I can see why it's a winner. Yeah, it got for everywhere. sure. Uh, and Shaq and Steph Curry, they, they won an Oscar last night uh, for the Queen of Basketball, uh, the short documentary. So congrats to them. Uh, Kobe also uh, had an Oscar, and now Shaq's uh, mm. won one there with them. I guess they were a producer, him and Curry, on this documentary. I haven't had a chance to watch this documentary about uh, Lucia Harris, uh, who was like, you know, the first real elite women's basketball player mm. drafted uh, in the NBA. Oh, that's right. Didn't know yes. that by the Jazz, yes. New Orleans Jazz, in like the seventh round, never played, of course. No. But, um, yeah, so congrats to him. Did anyone else watch the Oscars? I think you know my answer. No. <laughs> well, yeah, I had to watch some of it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Do I have an app? Do I? Ha- can we log in? Can we? Wa- How do we watch this? Figured it out. <laughs> Logged in. Figured it out. I was on it. I was on. It. I watched every feed. It was great. The slap great. you're talking about. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. You, uh, did you watch it last night? Were you awake when when the I was slap awake, heard yeah. around the world was going yeah, around I wasn't Twitter? Wasn't that late? No, I know. I, well, I didn't. I was asleep by that point. <laughs> I was long gone. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I was on Twitter. Otherwise, I wouldn't have seen right. what was going on. But uh, yeah, it was wonderful. Wonderful tweet Twitter experience. My Twitter addiction came through. Usually, it just screws me. But yeah, this in this instance, I got to watch it. I watched it play by play. Did this really happen? Was it a sketch? Like Gideon. Right, right. You were trying that, to figure out was, whether Gideon it was, a bit? was a bit. Yeah, of course. Everybody, yeah. everybody was wondering if it was a bit. What do you think now? <laughs> um, not sure now. Got to think about it for a bit. Lee, you think it was a bit? No. No? <laughs> Chris Rock, Will Smith, WrestleMania right around the corner. Yeah. Let's go. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> you never know, right? Oh, uh, yeah. No, that was uh, weirder, weirder than the, the whole um, Moonlight. Uh, what was the other movie that got an- announced? La La Land. La La Land, yeah. Fiasco there. I guess it is. This is insane. Right? Yeah, right. this is yeah. A, a famous person slapping another famous yeah. person right in the face on national TV. You don't need to and watch the Oscars. You'll hear about the yeah. one yeah. cool <laughs> thing that happens yeah. the next yeah. day, guaranteed. Like, yeah. Moonlight, didn't see that happen. Right. It was everywhere. Will Smith slap. <laughs> Tess said he was watching it, wasn't even watching it. Had to find out about on Twitter about what he was watching on TV. I was watching before. I was watching beforehand. And, and then, then I, you talk, tuned and then, out. And that's then the I biggest li- part. And then I lied in bed. Well, I didn't know. I, yeah, uh, I did. I, didn't. I was watching a little bit, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to bed. Yeah, and so I, I missed it. Yeah. So don't watch the Oscars is what we're saying. Uh, you'll catch up instantly. Instantly you'll catch up. Of course. Yeah, I love three and a half hours of... <laughs> Uh, they. I didn't really like the Encanto. Just did you see the Encanto? Oh, I did. No. They played your. No, they played your Bruno. <laughs> my Bruno. Yeah, yeah that's your Bruno. That's I always think. Did you see the Phoenix Suns dancers dance to a Bruno song? <laughs> no. I, I was watching this movie with Laura. We were having a dance party. You know, in the two months since it came out, I was like, this song is too sexy. This song is too sexy what, to be in. We don't talk about Bruno to be oh. in a kids movie. It just has a sexy vibe to it. You know, <laughs> when you dance to it, you want to grind, and that <laughs> sure. should not be the case in a kids movie. And I feel like I was proven right when the Suns dancers went out there and danced to a Bruno song. They're like, this is danceable in an arena. You're not picking like 
sedate songs to mm. dance to an arena. You know what I'm saying? I'm it's just, just saying. A Latin a little song. Too... Why is it sexy? <laughs> because of the vibe. Because of the counter rhythms, Taz. It makes you want to hold some hips and sway. <laughs> well, you should have watched the right? Oscars because they did a remix with uh, Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, the now see, song. Now see, I'm really telling you, that one up, is yeah. definitely too sexy. Yeah. Nah, yeah, I it, might look it up, though. Nah. Feeling, You'll be disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted the song. Yeah, I agree. She just cut it off. I mean, it went to Megan the Stallion, and then it was done. <laughs> like they didn't play the rest of the song. It was a minute of Bruno, the biggest song of the year, <laughs> and then Megan the Stallion <laughs> came in on her horse, and that was it. <laughs> and then they didn't get to the rest of the song. They, like it was, yeah, a, it was true. a remix. It's a quick version. John Leguizamo, very funny intro. Very funny. Did did you know that the Oscar trophy was modeled after a Mexican actor in 1920? I didn't know that. So every Oscar winner is holding 13.5 inches of Mexican? Was his name Oscar? Oscar, maybe. I don't know. Did you uh, do you have any thoughts on no. any of this? No. Okay. Okay. Let's uh, let's take our first break, uh, and when we come back, we'll get to losers of the NBA weekend because there are some teams to uh, discuss that had a rough, rough weekend. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. That's a nice little one, two, three ad read combo right there. Take your athletic greens, throw Mm -hmm. on your Saks underwear, (laughs) jump on the Peloton. Boom. Right? Done. Synergy. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Losers mm. of the NBA weekend. Who wants to get us started? Lili, why not you? Miami Heat, rough weekend. Rough weekend for them. Two losses, two bad losses too. Uh, going back to Friday night against the Knicks. They got outscored 38-15 to 15 in the fourth quarter at home. Now, about a week or so ago, I was uh, rather critical of Tom Thibodeau playing the old guys. Uh, and he's been playing mostly the young guys now mm-hmm. and, and getting good results, although Taj Gibson played 10 minutes of the fourth quarter. Got but it. okay, Got so it. he did say, Tibbs did say, he's not afraid to play him again if he has to. So, <laughs> okay, Tibbs, one victory to you there. But look, overall, we can look at the Knicks and say this was an incredible victory, or we can look at the Heat now who have lost the four in a row, and really that's a bad loss against the Knicks. Yeah. They get a chance then against Brooklyn, and Brooklyn were punking them so much that Andre Drummond gets the steal. He's thrown up the... I, I mean, people are saying it's the peace sign. I'm not... I guess it was, was it? I mean, yeah. I know that's the peace sign, but what's it in <laughs> reference to, like, when you're going down there? Do you know what I mean? Like, he was just doing it to showboat, I guess. Yeah, see you later. Yeah. Uh, and he threw down a dunk. And, and this one, honestly, like, if you if you saw the Nets on Friday, you, you can sort of see what Tass is saying there. Maybe they can go all the way. But then on Saturday... Oh, s- sorry, on Sunday, uh, you know, they lose at home. Okay, back-to-back and all that. But... 
the Miami Heat have got a few issues, I think, here. Um, yeah. Because they are not playing with that intensity. Now, uh, Eric Spolster actually missed Saturday night's game. Uh, so he will be back for the next game. He had a family uh, situation to take care of. But Miami have gone from the number one seed and looking pretty comfortable there. They were up a good two, two and a half, three games at one point there to now... In a tie with Boston, but of course, as also uh, we talked about earlier, Milwaukee and Philadelphia are only half a game back there. So Miami could see themselves. Now, they won't drop, I don't think, any lower than four. They're three and a half games right. up there on the Bulls. They'll have home court advantage. Yeah, they'll, they'll definitely have it. But they do have to figure out what's going on. And Kyle Lowry addressed that after the game. He said, you know, we're just not playing very well. We've got to figure some stuff out. So, um, yeah, some questions here about Miami and how they sort of close out this regular season. Because I still think at their best, they're a very good team at both ends of the floor. But two bad losses at home and four in a row, four losses in a row. And I think three of those actually have been at home. I think they lost in Philly and then the Warriors and then the Knicks and the Nets. So uh, they need to sort of find that energy again. Yeah. Because, again, that, that the, the way that the Knicks young guys just ran them up and down the court, I thought was pretty bad on on. Uh, on yeah, Saturday night was. It? I can't remember what <laughs> night it was. Just anyway, done the weekend there. Yeah, uh, but the Knicks, for a team that we know has not been playing very well, has not been able to close out games, and sort of has the same. You know, Fred Katz always tweets about it. We're seeing the same movie over and over with the Knicks. They just can't close out a game. Instead, McBride and Quickly and uh, and Grimes, all those guys, and, and Obi Toppin were just like yep. really looking like they were playing well. So great stuff by the Knicks and the Nets against them, but Miami. Uh, very interested to see how they react. And look, I mean, some credit to you, at least so far. You were the only one wondering the Spolstra, Jimmy Butler, Unitas Haslam blow up of last week. Will, will there be a little bit of a hangover? You know, there's something there. There's obviously a little tension. Uh, we were like, nah, come on. This is Miami. They love this stuff. And that might still be proven to be true. Yeah. We'll see what happens in the playoff. But you were like, I don't know. You know, that's, of course, never a good sign when your coach wants to maybe fight a player on your team, a star player at that. And uh, they did not respond well, I guess, is what I'm getting at no, here uh, with these two losses. And again, they had a big lead against the Knicks. You know, yeah. this is the Knicks that we, we, yeah. we, we you should be able to get. That's the sort of like, okay, that's the drought breaker right yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but then again, Miami, uh, when, when Brooklyn came to town, it was like, it was a bloodbath, that mm-hmm. one. So... Yeah, they've uh, they've got some things to, to, to figure out. They've got the Kings next at home, so uh, that'll be the real test if they uh, if they drop one to the Kings uh, at home. But then they've got they go to Boston, Chicago, Toronto, Charlotte, no, huge, huge Atlanta. Game. So yeah, wow. yeah, how they close out games is the biggest real worry going forward. Because even prior to the little kerfuffle, uh, they, they gave up a, a lead to the Sixers on Monday night. Then they gave up the lead to the Warriors on Wednesday and then Friday, and then they just got spanked by the Nets. So Mm -hmm. it's a pattern. Uh, Schumann pointed this out. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, those three games, they led in the fourth quarter. They led by three with five minutes left, and the Sixers went on a 16-2 run. They led by three early in the fourth against the Warriors. Then the Warriors destroyed them 37-16 the rest of the way, and they led by 16 early in the fourth against the Knicks. Wow. And uh, Tyler Hero out for a couple of those games. He really is their creator and their closer. I think that was a part of this streak. But what happens in the fourth quarter? It's Is it just Lowry and Butler going to pick it up in the postseason as creators? Maybe. Um, But I think that's the the biggest worry is that it it can get a little stagnant. And uh, that's, yeah, that's teams uh, ready, ready to stop them. But it seems like they've got enough weapons. But it is a real, hey, we, we all have to chip in. Uh, and, and so you can't really just you can't rely on Jimmy. I don't think you can just rely on Tyler Hugh. You can't rely on Bam or Kyle. Uh, so they all got to chip in. So that's I think that's a legit worry for this team. Anything to add, Trey, to a bad weekend for the Miami Heat? Well, they made 12 threes against the Knicks. They made 10 threes against the Nets. Meanwhile, they had 15 turnovers against the Knicks and 21 against the Nets. Like Tass is saying, it's basically a system team with Miami. Like Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, those are the guys who are going to go get you a bucket, but they still just all play together better when everybody's touching the ball, when the ball is moving, when they're getting shots for their three-point shooters. So when they're turning the ball over, they've been a high turnover team this year. That's a big-time weakness uh, for the Heat. Gives other teams opportunities to run out on them, uh, which doesn't give the Heat a chance to set up their defense. So those are the things that they definitely have to uh, tighten up come playoff time, because you're right. It is just going to be still the same guys, and it's going to have to be Butler and Lowry and Tyler Hero all pick it up in the postseason. Otherwise, if your perimeter guys aren't playing well, you know, Duncan Robinson's not going to go out and get his own shots. Max Struess isn't going to go out and get his own shots. So they're just going to have to play better. They That's why they brought in uh, Kyle Lowry to take some of the load mm. off of Jimmy Butler. And obviously, we've been talking about Hero 
as uh, as an X factor for the Heat yeah. the entire season. So he had a really really bad one in his return, five turnovers. So that just can't happen if they're going to be a realistic title contender. All right, Tass, you're up next. Who's the loser of the weekend? Well, it's happening. Uh, oh, no. The Cleveland Cavaliers, everybody's favorite child. Uh, my favorite child, for sure. Uh, they have dropped out of the playoff picture into the play-in tournament. They're currently in seventh after an incredible season. It's a winning season in Cleveland. They've won 41 games, but uh, things have caught up to them. Now, Darius Garland, one of their two All-Stars, their healthy All-Star, still believes that they'll get in. He said, quote, we're going to be there. Top six for sure. I've got confidence in us. We all have confidence in that locker room that we're going to be there in that top six. If we're in the play-in game or whatever, we're in the playoffs. We're going to be there. See, it's kind of confusing. Yeah, so he's like, hold on, we're going to be top six. But then he said, if we're in the play-in, we'll still make it and be in the playoffs. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> the thing. I mean, cover there. It, well, I think it's that's confusing fair. for all NBA players. It's even confusing. Like, what does it mean? What does the playoffs mean, number one? Uh, number two, like, do we get into the playoffs? I think he's saying, if we're in the play-in tournament, we're going to win, and then we're going to be in the top six. Like, the six teams are the only six teams that make the playoffs. To me, that's <laughs> well, what well, Hold on. Hold on, hold on. I, I, if he said that, that doesn't make any sense. Because you're not a top six team if you're in the play-in. You will not be one. No, but the, he thinks that if you win, then you get into the real playoffs, which are the top six teams. I think. Anyways, I'm interpreting what top he's saying. Top eight teams. No, I know it's eight oh, teams. Oh, okay, okay. I know it's eight teams, okay. but he says we're going to be in the playoffs. We're going to be in the top six. Anyways, what he really means is we're going to be in the actual playoffs. I think, sure. I think he means that we're going to get out of the play-in tournament. Right. Uh, and, and I believe, too. I think, you know, you, you said... That I don't. I don't, I, I, unfortunately. I they just got to win one game. I think they're yeah. going through some... Because they will be, you know, in that 7-8 game. They'll probably very, very, very likely be the seventh seed if they don't make the actual top six. Right. Uh, and and they're they're going through some lessons right now, which I think will help them in the play-in tournament. They lost to the Bulls on Saturday night where they just couldn't hit a shot in that first half. Uh, they were 1 of 18 from 3 in the first half. They, so they got down 19 points. And um, then they did fight back. Yeah, they made a game of it. And and I think, listen, uh, a huge part of it, I mentioned they have one healthy all-star. Their their other one is Jared Allen, who's been missing the last 10 games. He elected not to have surgery on his broken finger. And he's starting to do some things, quote, do some things in Hmm. practice. Uh, So I do think he will eventually come back here these last few games because he elected to to keep the uh, recovery period shorter. And he should be uh, helping out. Uh, I, I think we should all be – they obviously – not we. I mean we as uh, – because I'm part of the, the stands of the, of the Cleveland Cavaliers. But everybody in the Cleveland Cavaliers franchise organization should be happy with a winning season no matter what happens the rest of the way. Uh, but to them, it, it would be disappointing if they don't get in. And uh, they desperately need Jared Allen. I mean, mm, he's, yeah. he's an all-star, and I think we, we probably don't talk about it because – we're kind of tired of talking about all the injuries that they've had. They yeah. lost their starting backcourt, essentially. I mean, Colin Sexton was coming off the bench, but Ricky Rubio as well. Uh, and they've gone through so many injuries. So hopefully Jared Allen comes back and makes this uh, a fair fight. But I, I do think everybody should be scared of them, obviously, if they get it together. But, uh, yeah, 15 days, you got to start getting it together. And uh, hopefully Jared Allen comes back to help that. Yeah, any notes from that big game on the weekend? Bulls pulling it out 98-94 in Cleveland. Like Tess said, though, Cleveland got back into it, and it was a game. Yeah, 48 points in the paint for the Bulls. They also took 25 free throws. I thought they actually were, like, focusing on getting the ball inside, and you could definitely see um, the absence of Jared Allen in the Bulls just being able to attack inside and continue to try and get to the rim, which is not always a strength for the Bulls, but that was a huge win. The Bulls have played terrible since the All-Star break, but they've had two must-win games, the Raptors and the Cavaliers, and they took care of business in both of them, though. It was a little dicey in the end of the fourth (laughs) quarter of this one, just like it was against the Raps, but getting both of those tiebreakers, it's like getting an extra one-game lead when it comes to playoff seating. Yeah, the Cavs just couldn't hit a three. Uh, The Cavs needed last season's 72-game schedule, and that would have been perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. They would have finished, you know, fifth or something like that. But, look, they have to take away from this season lots of positives. You know, Garland, obviously, an all-star, so with Jared Allen. Mobley's going to be fantastic. So they've got lots of good pieces. I think uh, Kevin Love's under contract for another year. I think he's presence as a veteran has been really good too for the young guys so uh this is uh might not be any more than first round fodder maybe not who knows yeah. but uh still it's a uh, lots of positives to take out of it trey loser of the weekend what you got tough weekend and a tough road trip for the utah jazz oh and two over the weekend they're one and four through their first five of six on their longest road trip of the season they've lost four straight we kind of talked about a little bit already on friday 
They lost to the Hornets, and Charlotte just crushed the glass against the Jazz, which is very strange uh, considering these two teams. 16 offensive rebounds for Charlotte, which turned into 18 second-chance points. You mentioned it late. Donovan Mitchell had a chance, a couple of chances, really, uh, down the stretch in this one. Missed the layup, said it was the easiest shot he had all night, and <laughs> still just went off. He also bricked a three over the top of the backboard. Hornets made a lot more plays in the fourth quarter, which hasn't been their strength, but has been a problem for the Jazz. They followed up that loss on Friday with another one yesterday to the Mavericks, and this was a big one. No Rudy Gobert, no Hassan Whiteside. Bogdanovich has been out for quite some time at this point, and Donovan Mitchell got rolled up on, sprained his ankle, looked a little gimpy in the second half of this one, finished up going four for 13. So the Jazz were basically having to play small ball against the Mavericks, and the Mavericks are just way better at it. 32-10-5 for Doncic, 22-10-5 for Brunson, 17 threes for the Mavericks. It was just get Mike Conley up here, Mm. somebody's going around him, driving kick is going to be there, or a layup at the basket. So... I don't know. Without Rudy Gobert back there, it was like kind of taking their pick, the Mavericks were, between Conley and Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson when he was out there as well. Those are three small guards, and if you don't have your Defensive Player of the Year candidate back there, it's trouble. So that loss dropped Utah behind Dallas for fourth seed. Utah down into five right now, and the Mavs are dying for home court advantage. They haven't had it since Doncic has been there in Dallas, and they want the matchup with Utah in the first place because... Utah's banged up right now. Like I said, they've lost four straight. They're playing Dallas again here uh, this week. So there's a lot of pressure on the Jazz right now. And it doesn't feel like they're handling it very oh, well no. at all. It feels like we are getting it too, Dallas and Utah. Yeah. It just matters. Uh, just going to depend on who gets home court. But honestly, the Mavericks would prefer it. But I don't think they're afraid of going to Utah either. I, I think they just feel they match up well because they do go small. And again, injuries obviously play a, far, a part here. But... They, I just think they feel we can take this team. We can mm-hmm. spread the floor. And if everyone's hitting threes, it's tough for the Jazz to defend. So I hope we get it. I think it'd be a fun series. but it, And it certainly feels like it's heading in that direction. Yeah, I don't know. The Jazz feel like one of the more depressing playoff teams for to sure. me as, we, as they sort of limp into the playoffs great. here and, and who they're going to play. And just like, is this the end of this sort of iteration of the team too? I know I'm getting ahead of myself. But, you know, if they go down in the first round and maybe it's not even all that competitive – it would be bad, I think, for the Gobert-Mitchell pairing uh, moving forward. Maybe they look to blow that up. But, maybe, look, that's a, that could be months still from now. They, yeah. they could surprise people, too. They are, they are a good team when they're healthy. But it Absolutely. just feels uh, uh, something about them right now. Yeah. And they have a lot of things to overcome. And then they got to play a playoff team. Uh, you know, Rudy Gobert's come back. Donovan Mitchell had an injury there that yep. he came back from. Uh, and, and so they got to get it together. And, uh, yeah, it, it feels like this could fracture if, they're, if they get bounced, for sure. Uh, I would like to give a loser of the NBA weekend to what in the hell is going on with the all NBA (laughs) voting criteria. All right. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you probably weren't on Twitter this weekend. It started with Mike Singer tweeting, I'm told that both Jokic and Embiid will be eligible at both forward and center on the all-NBA vote. So both players can make first team. Okay, that's shared. Mark Stein jumps in. It'll be the third season in a row that both Jokic and Embiid will be on the all-NBA ballot at both center and forward. Whether either of them get enough votes to be a first team forward when neither of them really plays forward is another matter. He continued, this is Mark Stein, if Embiid or Jokic gets more center than forward votes, neither can make first team as a forward no matter how high their total. Because players get placed at the position they get the most votes. Okay, that makes sense, right? If they get, yes, yeah, yeah okay. I know, yeah. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we running here? Just pick a fucking center. Why does all of this talk about all NBA is getting me fucking pissed off? And Mr. Temperboy is coming to play. I'm so all of these podcasts now we listen to about all NBA selections. They're not even arguing about the players and the merit of their season and stuff like that against one another. It's like just turns into like, is he a guard or is he a forward? Oh, there's a center. Can we get him as a forward? I'm like, what? Well, I, until the NBA would just. I mean, they should do it. Just say, just pick the five best players for all NBA first team. Pick the top 15 for all NBA teams. Don't worry about positions at all. Until they do that, 
You have to sol- These guys are centers. Make a pick. Make a pick. Just make a pick. That's why they shouldn't go top five. People should just make a pick. <sighs> but, you know, it just obviously shows how much people care about which number team you're on. First, <laughs> it, second, it, or third. No, it's like, it's they shouldn't. That's the, this but like they crazy, do. But they don't. They, <laughs> they don't. Do. Bill people Russell are, made. Uh, who? Three. Who? Bill how, Russell. That was three like six years ago. Three first teams. A bit, well, we didn't hear a single <laughs> thing about Wilt having way more than him on the they first have changed. They should have changed it so Wilt and Bill Russell could both get on. Yeah, there. well, yeah. I mean, that's what they would have been <laughs> doing, I guess. It I is just, honestly ridiculous that stupid. they're considering changing this. If anybody votes either of those guys as forwards, then I'm a forward. Yeah, well, Jokic, yeah, I know. Jokic, you're a point has, forward, <laughs> Thanks, man. Jokic has to be voted at guard. He's their point guard. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, my God. I, like, last year, Jokic was all NBA first team, center, and Embiid was second. Those were the two guys in the running for most valuable player. And Jokic won it. Okay, fine. So it could be vice versa this year. It could be the same as that. But this, because this is what this wouldn't have to mean, right, Trey? That all of the voters get together and say, okay, what are we doing? Okay, let's put Embiid as our center. And let's all vote Jokic as our forward. Mm, mm. I guess they could technically do that, and that would get them all on the it. first team. But, like, why? Because he doesn't even play. Uh, I just get rid of positions. I know, but until they do not, that, do you <laughs> well, think... Like, this well, what about getting rid of center, at least? And then guards sure, and forwards sure. like it is We've for the All-Star game. We've got more good centers than anything else right now, though. I know, but they would make... <laughs> more the, centers on the so first then team ballot. Be, yeah, but then if it's just forwards, you get a better chance that you'd have more centers. If it's just forwards, everybody's saying... Ugh. How come we can't put Jokic and Embiid on there? Yeah, They're it continues. <laughs> but, I, I mean, it's, it's honestly oh, ridiculous. So there should You should just have to pick one. Yes. Just like you have to yeah. for the MVP. Yes. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Just right choose. now, just until choose. they completely just change it and just say pick yeah, whoever you want for your for your first five or in your first top fifteen. But yeah, who, I'm with who you, would Trey. be the top five players though, if it was just if it was guards and forwards? Or even if it was just if, open? If it was open, sure. If it's guards and forwards, Jokic and Embiid are on there. Or if it's just open, okay. Jokic and Embiid are on there. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna Yeah, Giannis, Jokic and Embiid are three of the best players in the league because they're the three front runners for MVP. So they would be in this hypothetical on the first team, yeah, yeah, no well, brainer. Yeah, I don't, do I don't mind guards and wings. I, oh I well, just, yeah, I, okay, okay. Well, that's a whole other argument. Bags or guards and guards. <laughs> but you know what? I no, I'm with Trey. Like, don't don't like half-ass it if they're gonna go that way because I just heard. I think it was Bill Simmons saying, "Is well, is Donovan Mitchell really a shooting guard? <laughs> like, is he more of a point guard?" It's like, why do I want? <laughs> what does that matter? I, I mean, well, I'm just saying, like, you can get into, you can do this with <laughs> every does, single player. What does that matter? Well, no, with, with <laughs> position. Is a guard or a guard? Yeah. Well, he was, like, You're talking about, like, the, who's having, who is the best shooting guard in the league this year? And he says, okay, it's Booker. But then they're getting into, like, well, where's Mitchell? I, I just can't believe this is where the arguments are going, that we're just having he to get into, like, Tatum, forward or guard. Do, uh, Luca, forward or guard. DeRozan, forward or guard. <laughs> it's like watch what? Yeah, I, I it's so I silly. Just, yeah, I don't know if it's still there, but Luka Doncic's positions on NBA.com used to be guard and power forward. So, well, what is a position? I well, exactly, exactly <laughs> my point. I mean, you can literally a lot of these guys in today's NBA, you can say he plays like four positions right, exactly at different times exactly. in the game, and, 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 and it's like the honor. You're the first team, so it shouldn't be like well, you, we have to break it down. The game doesn't get played. Right, right. That's a great yeah, point. No, I'm with you. They should the play the game. It, exactly. That's how they sort it out. And <laughs> you have to go and third by team play and winner plays against the first <laughs> but it, team. It's, it's like it, it, the accolade and the, and the prize is like we want to acknowledge who the five best were this season. It, it, no one should be like, well, you can't have him on there because there's already a guy who plays that position in, a, in something that doesn't matter. So... I mean, I don't... I think this is going to be all for naught. I think the voters ultimately will just make a decision... It'll probably be very close, right, between Jokic and Embiid in terms of the first team. And and we'll and we'll go from there. But I, I I don't see even how this works unless they all call each other up and say, Okay, this is what we have to agree on to put, let's say, Jokic as a forward to get him on the first team. Yeah, I got faith in the voters that they're all gonna vote him as a center. Vote them as a center though. Right. They should. Well, right. They're both centers. Meaning one will only make the first team. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. Yeah, they are centers. <laughs> yes. That, that, there's that part too. Here's gonna be the worst thing that could happen would be if say whichever one, say Jokic finishes as first team center and then Embiid wins MVP. Right. Then what? Yeah. <laughs> then what? Come on. Wasn't that Marcus Gasol won defensive player of the year, but Yeah, somebody else was first team yeah, all defensive yeah, yeah, center or yeah, something like that. Yeah. 
I don't know. People are probably going to take their cues from Zach Lowe on this one. I'm sure he'll come out with another positions podcast where he officially lays down his ballot of which guy's going in the forward and center. Because I know he's going to do that. And when Zach Lowe does something, people tend to get tilts. Yeah, yes. but that means a lot of voters have to follow suit. They do. This is basically what Stan is saying. Otherwise, you're not going to get in there because whatever one you get more votes at is the positional spot. That's how they decide it right now. Um, I just like it's just wild to me. And, And and then it is crazy if this does somehow happen that Embiid and Jokic are somehow. You know, they skirt around the rules a little bit and they both get on the first team. Well, then what is that? It does have an effect, like, down the line in Mm. terms of, like, well, now you're taking away a forward position. Right. Right? Right. So does that mean then Towns is the second All-NBA center? Does that mean Gobert is the third All-NBA center? He's a forward center, I would say. Well, geez, yeah. Yeah. But, like, Towns is a bit of a forward, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Put him up on the first team. Rudy Gobert is definitely a center. No, no. I say he plays point. Sometimes he handles the ball. Mm. You see him have the ball in his hand. He might Mm. be a point guard to me. Well, point center. Defensively. Play defense point guards. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <sorry. laughs> oh, it's crazy. Oh Am I alone out there with the stream team? Uh, I, I just can't believe how into the weeds we've gotten with all this position stuff. We have we have too much data, Skeets. Yeah, you should not be able to go on Basketball Reference and find out what percent of minutes somebody has played at a position. We should not have access to this information because <laughs> we've taken it too far we at have. this point. We've, we've gone too far with the numbers. 79%. Of voters. <laughs> Luka Doncic is still listed as a forward guard. Not a power forward anymore. He used to be power forward, but Luka Doncic is not a forward. <laughs> I agree. I mean, there, there, are, there are some where you're like, okay, it's a little bit more up in the air. Like, like I guess DeRozan, even though I sure yeah, as hell think those, of him as a guard, even though he's listed yeah. as forward. Those, that position is the most interchangeable of all, the, the forward sure. guard. Like, yeah. The, Paul George, Zach, all those guys. It's like, it's the same thing. Right. You know, like a point guard is pretty distinguishable. A center usually is pretty distinguishable. The rest are very much like, you know, I mean, so get rid of positions. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to. No. You don't think they will? I I doubt it. I doubt it. The more we start, the more we do this and have these like, oh, how can we hit him? Then maybe they will. Yeah. The only thing is there could be a position, a time where let's say they have no positions, then maybe no center makes any of the teams because they don't have to default back to one. Right. And then big men, you know what Trey's like, doesn't get the big man respect. They're like, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You already got rid of it in uh, in the all-star yeah. game and so, like the three best players are centers now. Crazy. Exactly. Crazy. Then, then just keep it and have to pick between yeah, it's the centers. My God. It's all about picking stuff. Yeah. Having a preference. My goodness. All right, let's take one more break. When we come back, Lee, you got tweet of the night. Mm. We got pick and results. We'll make tonight's pick and a little bit more. Don't go anywhere. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So it sounds like you're keeping these sheets. Cool. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. 
Nice yeah. <laughs> stuff. You yeah. Pick yourself up a second pair. Possibly. It's yeah. nice to have a rotation it sheets because uh, when you don't, then you got to yeah. do the whole like, well, we got now we're cleaning these, we're washing them, right. we're drying them. But then we got to get them back on the bed. Yeah. Get that second rotation. Get them back in town. Yeah. Get a, get a bowl, get a branch, and everybody's yeah. happy, you know? So, all right. <laughs> Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Lily, Tweet of the Night. It was a huge weekend, of course, uh, in the uh, movie industry. You know, I was glued to the TV uh, last night watching no actually I missed the Oscars last night I tuned in a night earlier to see the bigger award the Razzies <laughs> the Razzies big and uh, what channel was that on oh yeah one of those uh, one of those channels deep in the uh, <laughs> thing uh, anyway anyway rough rough, uh, rough it's been a rough season for the Lakers uh, LeBron's had an okay season but uh, it was a pretty, bit of a rough weekend for him in the film industry because oh. you talked about Shaq and, uh, and Steph winning an, winning an Oscar well yep. LeBron I guess he won. He cleaned up at the Razzies. Oh, no. He went three for four uh, after Space Jam and New Legacy picked up Worst Actor, Worst remax, Remake Sequel, Worst Screen Combo, and he was nominated for Worst Picture. So, uh, look, LeBron's known, of course, for 3-1, his biggest moment in the NBA world. This is uh, perhaps not his biggest moment. I'll just say... Worst actor, I'm surprised he won that and Worst Picture didn't win. I would have switched those two around. <laughs> oh, I didn't think his acting was Worst Actor. I thought the movie <laughs> was worse. I'd have to see the whole list. Uh, yeah. yeah what, I, what won? Best for or worst, worst Picture? Uh, I did, uh, yeah, yeah I didn't see, actually. I didn't see. Uh, and uh, what about the combo? Him and Bugs? Him and uh, uh, maybe him Tweety and, Bird? Um, uh, him uh, and... Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, Al G Rhythm? Grandma. Al G. So there you go, yeah. Three Razzies. Well deserved. Well deserved. Uh, Diana won ba- oh, Worst Picture. Right. Musical, huh? Oh, is that musical the Lady about Gaga? the uh, yeah, Princess yeah. of Wales. Yeah, Princess of Wales, yeah. yeah. Huh. Is Lady Gaga in that? I thought No, she's she? in, she's oh, in the Gucci I? one, isn't, isn't that what uh, you're I thought I I thought Nora right. was saying something to me last night about Lady Gaga and Diana, but I could be wrong. You would know. You would know. Yeah, you're uh, the monster. Little, I, what do you call yourself? Little monster. What are uh, you? We are called. Uh, <laughs> what are we called? Uh, little monster. I think so. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's little monsters. monsters. Yeah. She doesn't oh. seem to lean into that anymore. No. But, uh, yeah, she's mother monster. I think. Mama monster. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Wow. Just piling on LeBron. Eh? Well, not really. I mean, you know, just <laughs> he can't be happy about that. Wasn't it Tom Green who turned up and accepted all his Razzies? Uh, <laughs> Freddie got fingered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a worst picture. <laughs> I think he. I thought that he won like movie, several several awards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really a clean sweep at the 2001 <laughs> Razzies for Freddie got fingered. Yeah, he did win a worst actor as well. <laughs> Tom Green <laughs> and worst screen couple, <laughs> Tom Green and any animal he abuses, and Freddie got oh, fingered. Geez. Yeah, tough one. Okay. Saw it opening night though. <laughs> me and 16 of my closest friends and 16? I thought it was great yeah yeah like like all of the senior bros at high school we all went and watched Freddy Got Fingered together and lo- I was dying and loved it yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought I was gonna win best picture <laughs> number one scene daddy would you like some sausages uh, yeah. mm, the backwards man he can go as fast as you can <laughs> it holds up it totally holds up alright well we were not high on Space Jam A New Legacy I remember in our film session no one no. was a big, no. big fan. No, so I, I thought it was. Really I, I'm rough. with Lee though. I didn't think it was the worst movie. Yeah. No, I'm. No, <laughs> sure, that seems like a stretch. Hey, uh, you know, part of me thinks they do this because it's like LeBron headlines. Yeah. You got to get those clicks. Oh yeah, and it worked. And it worked. You got yeah. tweet of the night. For yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I sort of forgot they did the Razzies, but uh, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh okay, yeah, great. <laughs> okay. Uh, Pick'em results brought to you by BetMGM. This is Friday night's game. Warriors Hawks down at the Fortress. Atlanta was favored by two and a half. Tass, the only one to take the Warriors, and he's the only one to get the L because Atlanta got the victory covered. It's tight here in our March Pick'em battle. Listen to this. Trey's 11 and 8. Tass and I are 10 and 9, so a game back of Trey. And then only a game back from us is Lee at 9 and 10. Two games separate first and last here in March's Pick'em. So tonight's game is obviously important. There's, what, three or four nights here left to pick games in March. What we got? Right. Yeah, it's like the Eastern Conference standings mm-hmm. up in here yep. in terms of the Pick'em payoff. It's tight. And we're going to stay in the East for tonight's game. Chicago visiting the New York Knicks. Plus four and a half. The Knicks got a cushion at home. They can lose by four. 
and still cover so Lee you're not in a terrible spot although you're on an island on your own just like Lady Liberty there uh, what do you got man you think he can you think the Knicks can play the kids man can be all right yeah, I also didn't have any choice. Uh, I got in a little bit late there. But, uh, <laughs> Grainy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, look, uh, what do you do? That sort of stuff. I mean, <laughs> I, I, will say, I will say of the two teams, Knicks have probably been playing better lately, but they're on the second night of a back yeah, mm. They're at home. But, yes, it's the kids. If he plays the young guys, yeah. I think they've got the legs to at least keep it. Uh, you know, four points is fine. I right. think the Bulls and Knicks have played, like, oddly close games this Very year, close. too. So yeah. even in a loss yeah. in the cover, yeah. still in play. So, mm-hmm. all right, good luck to you. And, uh, yeah, the rest of us have Chicago there. <laughs> uh, all right, let's, uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. Email in your NBA questions to nodunks at theathletic.com. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks so they know that we sent you. And you can take advantage of that dollar a month deal for up to six months for new subscribers. And uh, nodunks.com. Tomorrow, the Mr. Temperboy t-shirts go on sale. There it is. Nodunks.com. You can go there right now, though, if you want to get uh, some classics that we already have up there. T-shirts, hoodies, mugs. And stuff like that. People people want Mr. Temperboy as a coffee mug too, so mm. we'll have to talk to Breaking Tea. It'll look good. Be a on pretty a nice good one. Mug. Yeah, no, 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 pop for sure. People are also saying we should send one to Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got his address? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he moved out to Bel Air, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be great to get him a Mr. Temperboy well, shirt. Uh, there was a Bel Air ad during the Oscars. Ooh. I don't think it was placed that way. It just happened to be that way. Late, right before the kerfuffle. Oh right. man! All right, so guys. We will see you tomorrow live at 10 a.m. Eastern here from the Classic Factory, breaking down tonight's games and all the big news. But get those questions in, like I said, to nodunks at theathletic.com. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And uh, just wanted to uh, bid adieu to the Peacocks, St. Peter's Peacocks. Uh, what a run, baby. Mm, what a run. Cinderella's. All the way to the eights. All the way to the eights. Brace the date, people. <laughs> Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.